I wrote my first book after getting rejected for a speaking event because I wasn't a published author. Raise those pinkies because in today's episode, we're going to show you how to publish your first book. Presented by Advertise Mint. The Duke of Digital will guide you through the rapidly changing landscape of digital marketing, social media, and how to grow your business online. To submit a question for the show, text 323-821-2044 or visit dukeofdigital.com. If you need an expert to fix your ads, the friendly team at Advertise Mint is ready to help. Visit AdvertiseMint, that's M-I-N-T, dot com or call 844-236-4686 to grow your business. Here's your host, Brian Miet. All right. In the studio today, we have Adam Torres. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, I'm really excited. We're going to have a good time today. This is for me, like, I, I feel like my, my, our, our podcast is, you know, new, it's starting out and you are like legendary in the podcast world. I just work a lot. I don't know if I'd say I'm legendary. Uh, I get more credit than I receive. Well, if you know, if we're looking at the actual numbers, uh, I think our podcast we, we're up to like 50 episodes. Um, I think when I look at yours, it's in the thousands of episodes. So I'm so impressed by that. Yeah, it wasn't by choice. The other co-founder of our company, Shirag, so he won't let me leave the studio. He's, he says, like, he, he more says that's podcasts. the one thing nobody else can do that in our in our company that you can only do. So uh, you're stuck. And I'm I, like, okay. I love it. Now, do you do multiple podcasts a day where you're recording them? Or is it like one a day and you just... It's like going to the gym. You won't leave without uh, without getting one in. I don't think you understand. They won't let me leave. I have a hundred <laughs> podcast interviews scheduled next week. Oh no way! If you see my schedule, you would you you'd freak. Uh, it's crazy. It's not a joke. It's not, it's not. It's not an exaggeration it to say they going. won't let me do anything else. It's funny because you know um, when we first started talking, uh, I went on your podcast mm -hmm. a while ago. I uh, thank you very much for letting me be a guest, and uh, it was so efficient. You were like, hey, here's how things are, things are going to roll. And I think from our standpoint, I was like, ooh, we definitely have some, some areas of improvement because it was so well managed and here's what's going to happen and here's the time slots, going to be doing this, this, and this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know exactly what to expect. Whereas, you know, when we bring people in for this, we're like, dude, just show up. We're going to talk about some stuff. It's going to be great. And I was like, oh, this is it. We've got we've to get a little bit more structured. But thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be with us today on the show. Um, now I wanted to do, I want to make sure that everyone, uh, knows a little bit more about you. And this is what I've got. You are, you're an author and a co-founder of money matters, uh, money matters, pro tips, uh, ah, money matters, top tips podcast. Uh, you've studied in Belgium, Mexico, and Spain, uh, during college you are, um, you know, you've had over a, a thousand episodes, uh, which for me is incredible. I'm a, from a podcast standpoint, and you've published over 20 books and helped over 80 professionals get published. Correct. Man, that's what we do. That's, that's crazy. what we do. I won't say I did. I said I'll say my team Your did, team, and they yep. and they make me look good. So uh, there you go. Now, but yeah. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else from from your backstory or from your company that you guys do or, or work with? Uh, that's what we do now, but, uh, none of this was my plan. So just to be clear, I was a financial <laughs> advisor, so that's all I did. If I, if you would have told me a couple of years, I've been full-time in media now, three years. If you would have told me four years ago that I would number one, have a book, I'd have a podcast. I'd be like, why would I do any of that? What for what? Um, I manage money. I'm a financial advisor. So all this is really not, um, by design. It's uh, some of it's by accident. Some of it's just by not saying no. 
Wow, wow, that's incredible. Um, all right, now I heard, well, I mean, let me do this. Before I get to the next question, um, how do people find you? Or how, how do they find your company? How do they be able to subscribe to your podcast? Tell us a little about that. I wanna make sure that we get that right, um, right at the beginning. Oh, that's simple. Ask Adam Torres anywhere. Um, ask any Adam Torres anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you go. Or, or if you want to go through the drudgery of YouTube, if you uh, just Google Adam and Money Matters, and you're going to find hundreds and hundreds of pages <laughs> that I don't know how they got there, honestly, but they're there. So you you have no problem. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, there is um, a rumor that's on the Internet that you didn't own a TV for 14 years. Oh man! What's the story? Is is that true? That's true. Okay. That's now, what's fact. what's the backstory on that? Well, I uh, I'll tell you. I was uh, I, re I remember it clear as day. I'm in college. I'm playing video games, and I'm like, I'm never going to graduate college if I keep playing video games. This is not a good thing. So I matured a little bit. I got rid of the TV, and I just kept hearing people say it was a time drain or one of those time. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. So I changed from I, I kicked the TV habit, and I picked up books. Oh, nice. Literally. So I've, I've had bookshelves in my house for years and that's really it. You know, it is, it is crazy. There was a time, I think back when, uh, I don't remember when it was college or after college or something where, man, I realized I was playing a lot of video games, watching a lot of TV. It was easy to do that and mm -hmm. take up time. And I realized like, man, I, I, if I'm going to be successful, I got to make some changes and that's where all my time's going. And sure enough, video games went in the trash. Uh, and I remember thinking this is nuts, but uh, it's just crazy looking back because that's, so when I went from being a boy to a man, it started crushing it in the business world. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I've recently changed my mind on that. Oh, and I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because I've been interviewing all these eSports guys. Are you freaking kidding me? I should have kept playing uh, those video yeah. games. I could have went pro. People are getting college scholarships right now for playing video games. Yep. And they can't. Um, they can't play. They have to be like coached not to play in tournaments prior to going to college because they're under NCAA rules. Are you kidding me? That's nuts. Whole different world. Yeah. These, these kids nowadays, I tell you, and their video games, and they're as big as the movie industry, $40 billion or something crazy. These kids nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It It is nuts. My advice there is if you're going to go that route, go you, pro. you've <laughs> got to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. So it's not just I'm playing video games like for a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. The guys who win, they have like a regiment, don't they? Oh, yeah. The people that I've heard in interviews, they're like, no, we wake up, it's scheduled, this is, it's they're work. Olympic it, athletes. It's Same work way. for them. They mm -hmm. are training, and they're usually with a team or a clan that they're like, we have specific, you know, uh, levels that we go through and we play it again and again until it's perfect. Um, like, it's just, it's crazy when I've watched some of their stories uh, for what they do. But anyway, sure enough, yeah, that, that does seem a lot. I guess, <laughs> would it would it ruin it? That's like going to Disneyland, but you have to work there for 12 hours a day. Does it lose some of its fun, or are they having a good time? No, nah, these guys are rock stars. Are you kidding me? They're filling stadiums. What yeah, do you think? The yeah. Riot, Riot Games yep. over here is about to start doing, I think, I don't know, quote me, it might be once a month, once a week. They're going to start having, like, stadium. You could come watch them. That's awesome. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. no, these guys are rock stars. They're loving their life. And just like anything else, a, guy, a kid picks up a basketball, right? Yep. So that kid may have a dream. He may have a thing he wants to do. He may not go to the NBA, but he's still living the dream. All right, that's it. I'm going through the dumpster. To there find you go. My that's what I games. said. I'm in. I'm an eSport. We're going to play video games after and this. And I'm terrible still. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, today's uh, episode, what I wanted to talk with you about and, and kind of run through was uh, the process of publishing. Uh, and kind of from my own story, like I, you know, did a lot in business and uh, worked a job and had a couple startups, uh, one that I sold, one that I failed. 
Um, but I remember I had a friend that was like, I want to pitch you for a speaking event. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And it was out in Riverside for a business, you know, convention or something like that. And he came to me and he's like, oh, you know, they, they passed on you because they said, they asked me if you were a published author and I told them no. And they said, yeah, we'll only want someone that's published author. And I was like, challenge accepted. And that night I started writing my first book, uh, on Facebook advertising, which has done very, very well. Um, in the, in the book sense and does, you know, a lot in sales, but it was just crazy because that's where I was like, I didn't know anything about publishing. Mm -hmm. Writing a book felt like climbing Mount Everest a little bit, oh, like yeah. only the smart people do it. And it seems crazy. And mm -hmm. once I got into it and once I finished the process, I was like, man, that it wasn't as bad as I thought, but so many people now are like, dude, you've written a book. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Like that's something that only the, the, few percentage of people ever do and it's weird to me because I'm like no anyone could do it but a lot of times people feel like it's that barrier so I wanted to kind of run through um you know some questions for you you've worked with getting a lot of people published uh you've worked on publishing a lot of books on your own but what is kind of your backstory on how you got into publishing so I uh, like I said none of this was by design so I was a financial advisor I had a big practice uh, in Century City and I decided to uh, go independent. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to be doing this. I, first off, I, st I already had almost 14 years experience. I started when I was 16. So I was like, I, my life path is set. I'm going to be a financial advisor for the rest of my life. Um, I, so I said, you know, I'm here. I'm in Century City. I live, you know, a couple blocks away in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, might as well, might as well uh, hang up my own shingle, uh, start my own business because I'm going to be doing it anyway, right? Own it. I should own it. Yeah. So I uh, go, I, I do that, and I'm thinking, what's the only thing I can do that all the big boys can't do? So if you work for Goldman Sachs, guess what? You can't write a book. Why can't you write a book? They're not going to let you. So why? Because of their compliance. Yep. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to write my own book and uh, and see what happens. So I, I write the book, um, and again, I, and I brought you a copy so you could see it. Oh, nice, you have great. to You have to see a regular self-published book, um, not pretty. Uh, <laughs> you look at the graphic design, you could tell it's the first time anybody put together a book and didn't know how to put together a book. Yep. Um, and, and I just started handing it out as a business card. I just started giving it to all, everybody I met with, and what the magical thing that happened is exactly what you said. Um, I started getting clients. It worked. And I'm like... This is kind of strange. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, this this actually works? Because you got to think. I came. I was. I grew up pretty straight laced. Like promotion, media, all this other stuff. Like, I can't even say that I was um, uh, even for it. I was pretty against it. Why? Because I had that little chip on my shoulder of, oh, I'm a financial advisor. I wear a suit and tie every day to work. Nope. I blah blah blah. Sit behind this big office, and um, then I'm out there on my own, and I'm like, wow, this thing worked. And then what happened is that people started. Um, they really just started. Um, approaching me, trying to ask, how do they do it? And so the proverbial tale of I got dragged into it oh. did not mean to do it. So one person reaches out, they're like, how do I do this? And I'm like, I'm running to practice. I have clients. I manage money. I don't have time to tell you how to do a freaking book. Are yep. you kidding me? Yep. And then and, and as I saw, I just um, blankly took, I just turned them down. Second person comes up to me. Turn them down. Third person, this is all within six months, all cold, completely cold. They found me on LinkedIn randomly and uh, and they were they were really high level professionals that I just wanted to meet with in general. So I thought, oh, OK, this would be a great way for me to get into people's offices that are, you know, I'm still a financial advisor at this time. Um, and then it just kept working. It just kept working. And before I knew it, the lead flow on the on the financial advisor side got so high and then the the leads flow on the 
book side got so high that I had to make a choice. And I was like, oh man, this is tough. I was like, it's a good place to be in. You're like, I've got so much coming in. I have to decide which way I want to go. It's tough because you can't, you can't do, well, I don't believe you could do both effectively. You can't, mm-hmm. you have to be 100% in one versus the other, or it's, it's confusing number one, but even something like the podcast, how you mentioned our system and the way that we are experienced, the way, yeah. the reason we can do that is because we have done over a thousand. Same thing with books, same things w- with any business. If you, if you really spread yourself, yeah. um, sh- if you spread yourself too thin or even if you're just mentally not there 100% for something for a moment, in my belief, um, you leave something on the table. Do you think it's essential for every business owner? Like, should every professional try to write a book or try to get published? Do you think that's something that everyone should strive for or only certain types of, of people? So I have a term that I made up and I don't know if I made it up, but I sometimes I just think of these things and I use it internally a lot uh, to kind of reframe that discussion. Okay. And so my concept, and if it's out there and somebody Googles this and they're like, this guy read it somewhere else. Sometimes you make up something in your head that's already on Google. Yeah. Yeah. That well, happens. It's, we'll say it's, you started <laughs> so, it. Yeah. So, so I may have though. So I call it micro publishing. So okay. the whole thought process behind it is the concept of publishing a book was once upon a time, you have to sell millions and millions of books. Well, guess what? If you want to, uh, if you want to get your story out there, so you're a business owner, you you don't have to be in media, you don't have to be anything like that. Let's say you have a small financial advisory practice in Oklahoma, and you want, and you go to your chamber of commerce, and you want people to know you better. You should have a book. Why? Because they can take that, they can read that. It shows it shows your larger body of work. It's a different interaction with that other person than a conversation. Right now, it, it's less um, unlike so audio is one type, right? So it's passive yep. listening. Um, if you're if you're in a in, in the in a studio like this, then it's direct. For a book, they get to you get to be in their home. If they're think about it this way, if somebody's reading your book before they go to bed and they're in bed, you're in bed with them. Yeah. <laughs> you ever think about that? <laughs> that's, that's a, I'm just thinking. You how ever we're think about quote that? that? Right there. For the, cut it for, right for, there. For meme. Yeah, everybody should write a, Everybody should write a book so that you can get in bed with your clients. That's it. <laughs> you got it. That's it. That's it, man. It, I think another element that a lot of people, you know, I have friends that'll come to me like, man, I'm trying to work on a book, but it, it seems so daunting or. Man, I just, it's super hard. And I think the process of writing a book is very different from what it was 15 years ago, which is where you had to find a publisher. You had to be able to go out and, I mean, publisher deals, you know, you're getting rejected. Whereas now it's extremely easy. It's a Word doc that, you know, you upload to Amazon um, for KDP, which is the Kindle Direct Publishing. And as long as you have a good cover, you can, you can create a book that's, you know, 20 pages long. And people would, if it's valuable, people will read it and be like, I want to know about what's inside of that. And what the other thing that I think is cool with uh, with Amazon is they can print on demand. So you can upload a book and they will actually print it the minute someone orders it right there, a, a machine in the background, prints it, binds it, and they drop it in the mail. Um, so it's not necessarily sitting anywhere. It's created once an order is created um, and you can update your book. That's so fascinating to me, which it doesn't need to be perfect right now. You need, you can create a book now and next year, if something changes, you can add to it, update the file. And the next book that gets printed will be the updated version, Mm -hmm. uh, which is so incredible. I mean, that didn't really exist ever in the past. You had to do these in big, massive print runs that were expensive. And so the publishers didn't want to bank on something unless they knew it would sell. And there was a proven market. 
Um, but all of that is is upside down now because you have the ability to do that directly right through Amazon. And that's what we do. And and that's all that should be done. And I'll, and I'll add, well, well, one thing I have to correct you on, you don't even have to have a good cover. I told you that first book cover. So you have to have a cover. Just throw that out there to everybody that's listening to this that's like, oh, how am I going to get my cover done in graphic design? If that scares you, that is not a reason to not do it. So you just have to have a cover. My first cover, terrible. And I purposely, what you mentioned in terms of uh, fixing it and you can make it better, I purposely don't do that, even though now I do and I have the mm -hmm. resources and the capability because I use it out there as an example to show people that anybody can do it and they should do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one step further is you also think about it this way. So Amazon is your, they're like your business partner. So meaning you get yeah. to go work off of their supply chain, not just here, but internationally. So I've published people in Italy, as far as Italy and people and what, what how does the print and demand work? It's done there. So you have, there's probably, I think, 10 or 12 markets that Amazon has that you can set up accounts there. It's a little bit more complicated. It's yeah. a larger scale thing, but obviously they shipped abroad. So, But if you wanted to scale um, as a business and do in other markets, you can do it just as easy here as there. Yeah, that was one of the things that really, I think, fascinated me after I published my book was you start to see these orders coming through and they're from Japan, from Germany, from Freaky. Great Britain, <laughs> you know, from South America. And you're like, no way, like you forget that you have access to Amazon, which is a global player. And there are people all around planet Earth that want to learn about topics that you may know the most about. Uh, and it's just so fascinating to be like, man, you can plug in to this huge system and be able to start creating content or creating books or, or things that other people find valuable. For the cover, I'm a marketing guy. And I'm always like, you can get started with a cover that's it's, you know, basic or maybe not that great. But man, I just, I always tell people like, that's the one thing that people will judge your book by uh, is that cover. So once you get it up and start making money, use some of that money, update that cover, <laughs> make it look nice. Because to some extent, you know, they're going to make a decision on which book to buy mm -hmm. when they're in a topic. And if they're looking at four books and one looks like, man, that book looks like a million bucks. And another one looks like, hey, I did that in MS Paint with a couple of things, right? <laughs> so that's yeah. how I'm just like, man, you know, that's your one, uh, that's your only real, you know, big marketing expense right off the bat is the cover of the book. So always. Oh, don't pick on Canva. I love Canva. Hey, yeah. I love, I'm, I'm a Canva, <laughs> oh, Canva, Canva ninja. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Canva's <laughs> fantastic. All right. So let's move on. You know, what are, you know, in your mind, you know, some of the benefits of getting published? Um, you know, what happens once a person does get published uh, that changes from when they aren't? Well, there's a couple things. So first off, the reason why somebody would. So there's usually a couple of reasons so, uh, in terms of publishing. So number one would be legacy. So some people, they mm -hmm. just want to tell their story um, and to leave it for the next generation. So uh, I watched, I'll give you an example. So I watched your your video of you and your dad doing an interview. Oh, yeah. And that, that's one of my favorites. I did one with my mom. And uh, so I was like, oh, man, I have to go see this guy. I crossed the 405 for you because uh, I see your dad. And I'm like, oh, come on, dad. I have to come that over. That is an important <laughs> uh, For anyone that thing. doesn't know, in L.A., you know, when you live by the beach out in Santa Monica area to come back into kind of the mainland with Hollywood can be just ridiculous sometimes in terms of traffic. It can take hours. And so we we record this in Hollywood. And Adam was like, I'll make that 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 I'll make that trip for you to, to make this happen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that really is special. 
Have, uh, haven't been in a car in weeks. That's what I said. I said, you're the man. I'm in. So legacy is one thing. So, for example, you have that video with your father. Now, mm. that's going to last. So when you think about, I think about, like, my grandparents. So I remember the stories that we used to tell. That's going to get lost. I don't remember those verbatim. If I have kids one day, that's gone. Like, that's not going to happen. Maybe one more gen. Maybe they'll remember a somewhat of a, like, watered-down tale. But you go one more generation down, that's gone. So number one thing that I find most people do um, is for, for legacy. Um, number two is for really for business. As I, I told you my story, I brought in millions of dollars of investments under asset or assets under management by handing out a self-published book. Now, do I have the ego or vanity or whatever yeah. else to think that everybody that I handed that to read it? Heck no. Um, and matter of fact, some of them told me that they didn't read it that became my clients. But this is what happens. People don't throw away books. So I have one story where I'm a lawyer in Century City. I give him my book, and I know the guy's not going to read it. He's billing probably $600, $700 an hour. Um, he takes it home. He puts it on his thing on, on, on the counter, and, he tell, and he's telling me the story. And his wife says, what's that? And his heart just drops. Why? Because he's been putting off getting his financial plan done for years, and he knows what's coming next. So she tells him, what's that? He's like, oh, well, I met with this financial. Oh, we're getting our financial plan done finally. He's like, well, no, no. Oh, we're getting our financial yeah, plan done. It. And he's like, yeah, we're getting our financial plan done. Big client. Why? With a, with a, let's talk at cost, Amazon, print on demand. So the people listening know what it cost me, $5 for that book maybe? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. It's nothing. So number two reason to me is um, is really to um, use it as a business tool. Yeah. Um, and then number three would be um, for building your brand. So when you think about what you said about speaking engagements and things like that, like just to put it in perspective, I went from being a financial advisor that paid to be on stage. So the financial advisor model, you pay a lot of money to put together events, to have clients um, come on, you know, come in yep, and, and, yep. and obviously you're going to sell them financial advisory products. I went from that to getting paid to be on stage. The first time I booked a five figure gig for, for a 30 minute speech, I was like, what just happened? How did I, it was like, I crossed over the dark side. I'm like, did that just happen? They really did that. Like yeah. this is the same. These are some of the same stories and talks that I've been giving since for the last decade. And I paid to do it. Now I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. What just happened? A book. I love it. I love it. I've heard multiple people say, you know, the best job is public speaking for how much you get paid per hour uh, when you can get really good in that, that there's uh, there's quite a bit of money. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. And, and a book leads to that process of being able to be considered for speaking events like that. And for those that don't like speaking, so I don't I don't speak as much as I used to because I fell in love with the podcast. But the point is, you don't you don't have to. The only reason I hesitate to link those things is because the bigger theme is building your brand and whatever you do. If you're a I don't care if you're a plumber, if you're the plum, the local plumber in your in your in your um, in your city, you should have a book. And what should that book say? It should tell your family's history. It should tell why you do the ethics behind your business and why you're the and why you care about your community. And you should give that out. It's yeah. not about you have to be on stage or yeah. I think because we're in you're in Hollywood, I'm in Santa Monica, but we're in L.A. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people confuse books and telling the story with show business. It's completely different. Micro publishing mm. means reach your community where you're at because that's who's going to do business with you anyway yeah. like is somebody if you're again that plumber in in michigan i'm from michigan if mm -hmm. you're that plumber in michigan do you care if somebody in california reads your book if it helps them yes if it inspires them yes are you going to get business as a plumber there ain't happening no. 
Yeah, oh, it's so true. You know, it's funny. Um, when I wrote, I've written this book, you know, my book three times. I write it every year as it gets updated for for things that change. And man, in the first edition, I told a story at the beginning about advertising and how it's changed. And my gr- great my grandfather owned um, uh, an air conditioning business in Florida. And when he wanted to go do advertising, he would sit down with the guy in the yellow pages, and they would make one ad put it there. He could walk away and was done for a year. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have to do anything else. It was there. People would call him. That's where they would look to find information about, you know, air conditioning. And I was like, today we create for a lot of our clients ads every single day because there's so much change and you can't show people the same thing on Facebook. I get a call and a guy's like, I run an air conditioning business in Florida, which is where my grandfather lived. And he was like, you're the company I want to use. Like, because wow. I shared my story, the guy was like, I'm exactly that person. Done. Let's do business. We didn't have to explain our pricing. We didn't have to. He's like, tell me where I can sign up. I want to work with you. I mean, it was just crazy that that happened or that came out of me just sharing a family story. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with why we're the best or the things that we're doing or me trying to brag about here's the brands that we worked with. He was like, you come from where I come from mm-hmm. and I want to do business with people like me. Um, and I just thought that was crazy that how that kind of came out of just a story in the book, not even all the the information or anything out. It was a story about my grandfather and a guy was like, that's it. Let's uh, let's do business together. I, I, and I'll give you one that I, I still can't. So that's advertising. So some people that listen to this, they may say, well, that's advertised. That's mm-hmm. advertised, guys. So that's why I bring up these financial advisor stories and these other ones, because I want people to understand that it, it goes the bandwidth. It doesn't it does not matter what industry you're in. So yeah. one that I had and this will freak you out. So I get a I get a Facebook and I am from a random person that saw my content on there. Um, through I am, this is just regular, like instant messenger. They're like, they saw, they saw, they saw my book. Um, they, they read it and I'm like, okay, this is kind of scary. I hand these things out. People buy, people buy them too. Okay. That's nice. Um, and, uh, and we had a conversation on I am and before the end of the conversation, because they had already related to it. Remember, I haven't had one conversation with this person at all. Um, they asked for my email and they sent me over their statements, their financial statements, everything, everything off of I am wow not one conversation and that and they were too they said to start putting some uh, put together a proposal for them and uh and uh, we'll schedule a call in another week or two and I got that client I didn't not one convert now that's a that's a rare example that's not gonna happen every day but just to put the perspective out there my book intimately shares my story um, of starting as a financial advisor when I was 16 and my passion and what I did and I share client stories and other things whatever it was that that clicked in that person's head um, from from a no to a yes yeah. it let them trust me enough to, to give me personal information that they would share with nobody yeah count numbers everything I mean full statements yeah ah oh, it's incredible yeah I mean it really is um, I've just I've seen it happen over and over again um, about the, the, the kind of the credibility or the benefits that, that come from this. You know, why, tell me a little bit, why are you so passionate about helping people get published? Where does that come from? So when I uh, rewind a little bit mm-hmm. to that first, um, when you told me, when I said people started uh, coming up to me and they, they wanted to be published and I'm like, no, because I'm busy because I have a financial advisory practice, I don't have time. 
Um, so I finally was kind of corralled into it. So I, I still wasn't sold on being a publisher yeah. or publishing or creating another book ever in my life. I'm like, this is so hard. I never want to do this again in my life. That's what I told everybody. So I, I told three people, so three prominent business people in Beverly Hills that I wanted to do business with. I said, hey, if I was to put together a book, um, so we'll, we'll use like a chicken soup for the soul model. We'll co-author. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. We'll, 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 we'll pool our money together because we have to get it professionally done and I'm not paying for your marketing. So we'll pool it together. Would you be interested? And they'd already heard and seen some of the other things I did. All three th- said yes. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, cu- I'll get back to you if I'm going to do it. Um, within seven days, the book was filled. All of them told people in their in their in their um, network that they were going to be in a book and that they were creating something. I didn't say I was going to do it. They call they call me back all independently. These people don't know each other all independently, wow. and they're like, "Hey, so is there any room? Because we I talked I told my buddy at the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. I told, is there any? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, because this is my reputation yeah, as an advisor yeah. in the area. These are lawyers. These are like doctors. These are like prominent people in my network that I just wanted to do business with as clients. And uh, long story short, I'm, now I was, as I like to say, on the hook for a book. So it was time yeah. to figure out yeah. how to do this. So after um, after figuring it out, that took, I don't know, a year and a half easy. Um, after doing that, um, the next the next part of it was obviously I, I was thinking, what's next? This versus the practice. The the leads just kept coming in, and and then and and where it really clicked for me, there was I still remember the moment where it really clicked, and I was like, oh, I really like doing this. So I'm at a um, we do these big book launches in L.A. and I'll make sure you're on the list for the next one. They're oh, fun. Nice. They're at nice places and they're fancy. You know, L.A. Oh, we man. have to we have to make them all. Crazy, I'll drive. Right? I'll drive to the west side. No, they're on this side. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay, not gonna, nobody's coming well, to Santa Monica. I'd if they don't come visit. I love Santa Monica. <laughs> sure, but yeah, they're not coming for the party. Uh, the party's <laughs> over on your side. Let's be honest. Um, so that being said, um, is when I. Um, so you have these really successful business people. I mean, they've done more than I've done in my career and not saying that humbly. They just have. They, they're older than me. And and uh, and I see like we're at the event and I see them signing books and the smiles on their face. If you mm. would see like the first time, do you remember the first time you signed your first book and you're like, what is this? Like what? It, what they want my signature too? Here you it go. is a little bit of a magical experience where you're like, man, it's, it's surreal where I was like, dude, I'm just. I'm the same guy, but someone's like, no, 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 I want you to sign it. And I was like, oh, they did, right? oh, like that, oh, I've transitioned. Like, I'm not just a normal dude. Now I'm a an author, I guess. And so what that did was it, in the, so the book is a vehicle um, and so the podcast mm. is a vehicle. And so the ethics and the mission behind what we do at my company is we create platforms to elevate the stories of others. So a lot of the people that I published would never be published. They wouldn't. They, and it's not yeah. because it's not because they don't have the resources. It's not because they don't have the money. It's because they don't have the time. If you're a guy, you know, lawyer, you have you have you know 300 employees. You can you can pay 50 grand to get to get somebody to ghostwrite your book. That's not a problem. But what you're not going to do is the 50 one-on-one ghostwriting, 30 to 45 minute interviews, and yep. you're not going to you're not you don't have the time to do it. Yeah. So it's never going to be done. Uh, so if you don't feel so by creating that process, I'm getting people, I'm, I like to think, immortalizing their story. Yeah. So oh, that's it. what it just, it just clicked. And when I saw them, I'm like, I remember the feeling and I could give that feeling to other people. A lot of the people I interview on the podcast, 
first time they've they've ever been interviewed. It's not because they're not successful business people. As I mentioned, many of them mm-hmm. are much more successful than myself. I've interviewed people that have run million dollar companies to billion dollar companies. I've published people that have run million dollar companies to billion dollar companies. So these are completely my superiors in business and in knowledge um, for all that. And not being humble, they just factually yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but their story wouldn't be told without me. So I, I, so I saw my calling as I started seeing it changing people's lives. Yeah. I would say one of the core elements of, of very successful people is they get help in the areas that they can't um, get through or that there's too much to do everything on their own. Um, and I think the fact of if anyone is listening and they want to help get their stories shared or write a book, they can hit you up on Ask Adam Torres. Yeah, so is that right? Ask Adam Torres anywhere or um, Money Matters Top Tips is the website. But okay. yeah, you'll, it, it's it's easy to find, I promise you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> You're going to find it everywhere. Right, Whether great. you want to or yeah, not, that's what I tell it's people. It's going to follow you around on the internet. <laughs> no, it won't. No, yeah. no, no, we, no advertising. No advertising. Nothing. So it's, it's all organic. All, I'm coming to you. We got a podcast course coming out in the, in the next year or so. And oh, I, nice. have, I just hired my affiliate manager and some other things. And uh, I'm like, I looked at your stuff. I'm like, you know, you're my guy. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, well, what, what are your thoughts in terms of, you know, I think generally a lot of times when people first start is there, one of the questions they have is, do I need to go get a publisher or self-publish? Like what would be your thoughts on when a person should go one route versus the other? So both have their benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll give you my story. So I could have been, uh, that first book I could have been published. So Wiley would have been the publishing company that would have published me. They're one of the largest financial publishers. Um, my deal would have been maybe, I mean, the average deal on a, on a financial book. Um, and again, an unbeaten sign, maybe 10 grand, Yeah. but I'm out there, uh, trying to get clients. Do you think I have a year and a half to two years to wait, to go through their process to get a $10,000 check? Not gonna. No. It, it just. It's just. It's. It does it. And by the way, of course, they have a whole different system, and who knows what that does. But um, if you're a, in my opinion, if you are a, um, if you are a business owner and you're looking to do it to generate leads, unless you already have um, a, a substantially a large business, um, a really large business, unless you already have a significant amount of of lead flow and you're doing it maybe just to get in front of media more because that will help you with media. Yep. Um, then I'd say that's a, that's a great thing to do. If you're a small business owner and you want to tell your story, I'd say you self-publish or work with a, with a smaller uh, independent publisher yeah. um, because otherwise, I mean, you don't, you're not going to want to deal with the time or the meetings. You're not going to sit in an hour meeting with yeah. the publisher and the editor and this and that. You're losing money if you're doing that. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think I would say that, you know, the publishing Companies generally bring in a full team, right? Well, they've got the amazing. editors, amazing. they've got the designers, mm-hmm. they've got the marketers, the publicity, um, and all of that expenses ultimately comes out of the profits. Um, but it's something to where you're able to get a good team, but you've got to get into that system. Meaning mm-hmm. if you're a president and you're like, I want to write a book, the publishers are going to talk to you, mm-hmm. right? If you're a celebrity and you want to write a book, the publishers will talk to you. But if it's your first book, you've never done anything, unless it's a very unique story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even... Harry Potter, uh, J.K. Rowling got turned down from like ten or fifteen publishers before she got someone to be like, "Hey, we'll, we'll talk to you." The and one yeah, that and got away, and that, like, it told a hundred percent. And that's that's a Harry that Potter down. book, uh, like billions in like, sales, <sighs> and that got rejected like fifteen times or something. Um, it was it's crazy. So I mean, I think those are the stories that people hear of. You either have to be dedicated to going with the publisher and really believe in your book and have a great product. Um, or if you're starting out and maybe not sure on a lot of those, I think the self-publishing route is fantastic. 
um, because you really have mm -hmm. two core elements. You need to be able to write a book that's good and well-written and has value, and then you need to be able to get it in front of people, which would be marketing. And I think there's a lot of tools like Amazon ads or even Facebook ads mm -hmm. that can get it in front of people who care about that topic uh, very easily and very inexpensively. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. What, um, how do you promote a book? Once your book is written and it's up there and you've written and it's done, you know, what are some of your tips or advice on how to get more people to know about it? So the first thing you have to do is you have to talk about it. Like I'm a, I'm a boots on the ground guy. So I print a lot of books. And the reason I print a lot of books is um, because we use, we still to this day use them as business cards. Uh, so when you're doing that and you have a, a, a product on the other side of it. So just to get, just to use my example, as a financial advisor, you hand out a book, it costs you three to $5. If yep. you've ever done a trade show, um, and you know, you know, you've been to one and you see a financial advisor guy there and you see the little pig, like that little piggy bank pig or something that probably cost them two fifty a pop. So that goes in the trash. The book doesn't go in the trash. That's very true. Um, so I, so I say, um, number one, uh, you have to talk about it and it's not, it's not something that you do once. So it's so funny. Sometimes we'll get a new published author and they, they're like, oh, I did my post on LinkedIn. I'm like, you did your post. What do you mean your post? Sing singular? Yep. Like, do you, do you know how this works? Like, we kind of prepped you for this a little bit, right? Like, in your end, you got some yep. things you have to do. Yep. You have to be present. Like, if you want this thing to move at all, if you want anybody to know, or if you actually want to get any of the benefit of the branding, yep. one post is not enough. <laughs> so that's number one. You have to talk about it. I have to say it because it's not, and I stick on it for a little while because people don't do it. You'll see, I see so many self-published authors that I, they will, they'll publish a book and, and on my show, they'll publish a book and I, and I, and then they'll say, um, and I'll be like, oh, when did this come out? And they're like, oh, about a year ago. I said, well, how's it going? What was, and I'm going to ask them, what are you doing to, to like promote it? They're like, oh, well, I did a couple posts and I told them and I said, how long ago? When's your last one? That's kind of like my, my BS test, if you will, mm -hmm. to see if they're really into it or if they're not. And they're like, oh, well, it's been a little while. I'm like, okay, let, let's talk about a strategy. So number one, obviously you have to talk about it. Number two, um, you, if, if your goal was to earn business from it, you have to have supply and you have to give them out. You yeah. have to 100%. Um, if you have a back end that, that is, um, that there's a profit model behind it. Um, number three, you have to let people know that you're available for speaking. For me, if you're going, it's one of those things, unless you're just, unless you're handing them out, like speaking's the number one thing for promoting, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You have to get in front of as many people as you can. You have to talk about it. Um, there, you obviously, some people sell them, some people give them away. There's other, another model where you um, include them in the ticket price, right? So you're yep. getting your money back for it. There's a ton of different models. People can Google on that one on how to make money from the book, um, but you just have to understand that it will be work. Yeah going to be worse. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, one of the, the elements that I've found that works the best, and it, it really stems from just believing in your book, mm -hmm. right? Like you spent the time to write it, you put down your thoughts, like just believe it and back it up. But a lot of times what I'll do is I'll contact other sites or people that talk about a similar topic. And I'll go to them and say, I'd love to send you two copies of the book, one for you, and one for you to give away mm -hmm. to all your, your, you know, listeners or readers or anything. And it's something that is always done very well because people are like, oh, like, thank you. You did something for me. Because generally, if you're asking for someone to talk about your book or you want to have that conversation, you're going to them saying, do something for me. And I've always taken the approach of try to bring something that you can offer. And the beautiful thing about a book is you now have one. Like, 
when you're talking about clients or in the financial industry, you're able to hand someone something and say, no, it's in here on page 22. It talks about everything that we just talked about and you can go and reference this. And it is very true. Books don't necessarily get thrown away. I think people are always taught that books have value mm -hmm. um, and they go on a bookshelf and there's a place for them. And you know, if you don't want them, you can donate them to the library and then they still stay around. So it's got a much more longevity than something that would be very much like what you're saying, a tchotchke or a, a little you know, gimmicky pen or a, a piggy bank that, okay, cool. Like I could throw that away, but they won't throw away a book. I, I love that. It's such a it's great point. Oh, buddy, I, I don't, did I receive your book yet? I think we said, <laughs> I'm just, we I'm said just, I didn't uh, give you my address. No, I'm just right. like, I was like, I don't I know. Had to, I'm like, I oh, do you hand out books? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, well, I, I got a do whole you, stack of even, them here in the office. Do you even write, bro? Do you even write? No, yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, as we're, we're kind of winding down today, um, do you have any final tips or words of advice for other people listening that maybe haven't written a book yet, but have the desire to? So it, it, like anything in business, you have to just set the goal. It's not, it's not rocket science. Anybody out there that's scared to write a book, anybody out there that thinks they can't do it, just do it. It doesn't matter. I've seen every different format of book. I've seen different languages of book. I mean, even if you don't have the money to do the best editor or to do this or that, again, I leave my book out there as an example. We've published many other ones now. Now we live in a whole different model, but that being said, <clears throat> that first book, I'm not going to, on purpose, the formatting's off, some of the editing's off, the cover is not nice. Um, just get your story done. Yeah. Uh, and, and don't think of it from the standpoint of, am I going to sell a million books? Think of it as you want, you know, at one point, all of us are not going to be on this earth. And maybe your book, maybe it, somebody reads it, maybe they get some inspiration from it. Um, maybe that's part of your legacy that you pass down to your kids and, or other family members. Yeah. Um, so think of it more so as you you giving back to the collective knowledge of the world. Don't think of it as it's being self-promotional or it's me, 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 or all these other things. Think of it as that's your contribution back to society. Um, and you can do it now. Now it's easy. You can self-publish, you can write. Like you said, it's a PDF doc. Yeah. Um, there, you can go to Fiverr. I mean, there's people that have format your book for 10 bucks. Yep. I mean, do what you have to do, but just get the book done. Oh, I love it. Such good advice. I would always schedule in my calendar once a week, two hours, an hour, two hours, and find a place that was different from wherever I was and go there, put on headphones. And that was my time to write. And I would just write as much as I could. And I would leave it until I came back the next week uh, or the next day and would then be like, Ooh, I need to make changes. And there was always something to grow on. Mm -hmm. um, but I think consistency, I did it every week uh, for about four months uh, was how I was able to write through the first book. Um, so it took me a while, but fantastic advice, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and guys, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Duke of Digital podcast with Brian Meert. Want to network with other business owners? Join our exclusive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Duke of Digital. Fancy the Duke? Leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and you could be mentioned on the show. The Duke of Digital was produced by Advertise Mint and recorded in Hollywood, California.